Welcome to the God Focused Podcast. And today we are discussing seasons of life from the perspective of God, being God focused during seasons of life. And we're going to be discussing Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight. I will read them now from another one of my favorite Bibles. This is, I believe this is the Amplified that I grabbed today. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is amplified looking, looking, um, I'm pretty sure I don't see it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what this is. So Ecclesiastes three, verse one to everything, there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what you planted a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak. That that was actually a purposeful pause. (laughs) And, And a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. That concludes the reading of verse one through eight. Of Ecclesiastes. MJ will dis- will start us off with our discussion. God focused seasons of our life. Take it away, MJ. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, it's it it's funny how many different seasons come um, <laughs> sometimes in the in this in one week, how many different seasons you can just see within a week. But um, you know, when I was looking at this chapter and reading it and just praying over it. Uh, You know, I I think some of the seasons that really hit me and just jumped to my mind right away were like getting reborn, you know, a a time to be reborn. And that was a pivotal part of my life and and the joy that came out of that, you know, uh, a time to get married, you know, but for many years, and I thought, I'll never get married, you know, I just can't find that right one, and I get, but I I kept throwing it out there, you know, Lord, I need to find a good, wholesome Christian woman that can be my mate, and he provided, and what a, what a, what a celebration that was, but then there's times like when, when you lose a job, you know, and uh, a couple of years ago, I lost a job and it really, it, um, it really affected me and hurt me. And I had people on this podcast that came to my, um, came to me and, and prayed with me and, and said, I'm always here to, to talk to you, you know, and uh, offered their, um, their time in lending an ear and let me lean on them. And that, you know, that's a huge thing to have when you have a, a loss, you know, cause you can lose a job and it can really affect you. And, and you can lose a father. I have a, a biological father that I had lost um, about 10 years ago now. And, you know, 
it was one of those seasons that I, I was, you know, my wife was there to, to just help me get through that. And, and that's the kind of thing that I look at the Lord and say, oh, thank you for being there for both of us, you know, because I, I couldn't, you know, the, the, the job loss and the, and the dad loss and even our own pet, you know, we just lost our pet a couple months ago. And um, it was really hard, but the Lord was there and he, he brought him into his arms. And, and I felt that um, that made me comforted when I, I felt, you know, that type of thing and knowing that, you know, Christ has got him. He's got my daddy. He's got, he's got my, my puppy and he's got a job for me to go do. And I just have to be you know, I have to wait on the Lord and I have to just give that season time to kind of play itself out. And um, a car accident, you know, I had a, a nasty car accident when I was in high school that took a, a, a very successful basketball player and made him not that anymore because it's hard to play basketball with one, one arm. You can do it, but it's not as <laughs> not where it used to be. But it, it taught me some things in how to lean on the Lord. And, and then, you know, probably another huge thing that was a major celebration was just, you know, uh, my son, my son coming into this world and having time with him and knowing that the, the Lord had put him in our life and, and, and the joy of that. Because, you know, it, what it comes down to, you know, a lot of times you can ask yourself, you can ask, you know, you could say, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me now? You know, and you just need to think for today. Think for just today. Focus on your joy. Focus on the good things that the Lord has given you. And I think if you'll practice that a little bit and, and just go to the Lord on anything and, and praise him when things are going good. Oh, my gosh. Give him praises, but also praise him when things are going bad. Say, hey, I, I see that things are bad right now, but at the same time, thank you for not making everything fall apart here. You know, heck, we've got a shelter we're in right now. We've got food on the table. We've got heat in the homes. You know, it's wow. What a joyous thing that is right there. So anyhow, I just... It's such a great chapter because I can see all these seasons and God working through it, God working through each of those little seasons and and just saying, hey, I'm always here. You know, it, it's not going to be easy, but we can get you through it. So that's just my thoughts on that. My question to you is going to be, um, you know, what were some you know, what what were, are some practical ways that you would suggest leaning on, you know, how do you, how do you lean on the Lord during, you know, the, you know, the bad times, especially. And so you wrap that up very nicely toward the end of your, your sharing. Cause that was, um, that was the question I was having and you, re- you hit it, you made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you guys. I mean, everybody who's on this, on this podcast are people I've leaned on throughout my life. And every single one of you and many more outside of this podcast are people I've just called. And in fact, you heard me the other day talking to somebody in Seattle, Washington, that I haven't talked to in a long time, you know, and that's a person I lean on. Um, and 
and you have to have, you have to bring people into your life. You have to bring them into your life because they're going to need you. You're going to need them. And that's what God built us for. He built us to, to, to work with each other in any capacity we can give in any any capacity we can give. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to jump in a car and come see you right now. It could be that, but it could be just, I need five minutes on the phone with you. That's it. You know, I need some Zoom time with you or FaceTime or whatever. And you guys have been there for me. And that's, you know, that's what I love about this because that you, I'm seeing God through you because that's what he is. He's here. But sometimes I need a physical person to talk to so that I can hear God through you. So anyways, that's that's how I feel. Excellent. Thank you, MJ, for that beautiful share. We will now transition to Yolanda and Kevin's up next. And then we've got Bill and myself. So Yolanda, take it away. Hello, gang. Um, so one of the things I was uh, going to share uh, has to do with um, how, um, how close I was with the Lord and how um, he spoke to me. Um, it was during the time that uh, my, my, my birth mom was, uh, was very, very, very ill. Um, and basically she, she was dying. And um, I recall um, I, was in a, I was in a little chapel at the hospital and I was, I was crying out to him. And he impressed upon me that he was going to take her home because, of course, we were hoping she would come back home, her, you know, the physical home here on earth. But um, he impressed upon me that he was actually going to take her home. And he didn't give me the exact day, but he gave me the time period. So I knew that he was going to take her somewhere between Palm Sunday and Easter. And um, it, I mean, it was very strong. And, and I wasn't to let anyone else know because um, the family, everyone else was not ready for that. They weren't at that place yet to accept that. So um, I was able to share with my uncle and uh, and so anyway, um, my mom did, did actually pass away on Good Friday. And uh, it was really... Um, encouraging to know that the Lord had impressed that upon me. Um, you know, it, it, to me, it made, it really showed me how, uh, how much he loved us, uh, loved me, um, and how close we were that he could impress that upon me. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was a very uh, special time um, to, 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 to be close with him, to um, to know that he was there, uh, no matter what, no matter what the outcome would be, um, he was there. He was there to comfort. Um, and what was really neat too is the fact that when he did take her, um, I was impressed upon the fact that uh, she was like absent from here, but present with the Lord, and. Um, and that, that there was joy in that, knowing that 
she was whole again and, and, and not in pain anymore and um, able to walk and, and dance and whatever, you know, uh, in the presence of the Lord. Um, so that was, that was the main, uh, main thing I had wanted to share. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Um, cause that's one of the, the questions that I was going to bring up is, you know, how do you know, how do you discern when a season is up? You know, cause there's, uh, you got a direct message, um, from God guiding you on that. And you also heard clearly that you weren't supposed to share that. I, that's, I think that's so beautiful and intimate. Um, and just so amazing at the same time. I mean, it's, um, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that Yolanda. Yolanda, I mm-hmm. have a question. Um, yeah. is there certain scriptures or certain things that you were reading in the Bible during that time that you can remember? Like Psalm 119, that was uh, not not the entire psalm, but there were like different passages in there, uh, verses rather. Um, like, uh, I think it's 119, 106 or 105, um, that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a, a light unto my path. He sees everything. He knows everything. And always be there. Yeah. So getting into the Bible and just reading some scripture was helpful along with. Oh, yeah. 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 Me too. Especially when I lost that job, I, I read so much scripture um, during that time, you know, just looking for the, the path of where to go next. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. Excellent. Well, thank you, Yolanda. And then as we go through Mm -hmm. these, um, um, keep uh, thinking of questions for one another and anything we miss during the first pass, we can always bring up at the end. Um, So let's move on to Kevin. Take it away. So I'm going to go a little rogue here. Um, Instead of sharing you know, personal stories, uh, you know, about specific things that happened in my life. I'm going to kind of step back a little bit. And uh, I just feel compelled to, to share this, you know, about the, the book itself, um, Ecclesiastes. And, uh, you know, the context of that, that scripture that you read earlier, Ange, um, you know, that, that's the third chapter. The first chapter of the book um, uh, Ecclesiastes 1, uh, verse 3, absolutely futile, says the teacher, absolutely, absolute futility, everything is futile. What does a person gain for all his efforts that he labors at under the sun? You know, I don't know, that was just, that's just been on my mind, um, more so than any stories. You know, the the, the, the seasons, the seasons come and the seasons go. Um, and why, I mean, to what end, right? Everything is futile. Everything is, is without meaning under the sun. Um, and that phrase under the sun is important because what it speaks to is this idea that everything that we experience in life, uh, good and bad, you know, every season, seasons of pain, the seasons of joy, seasons of loneliness, 
right? Seasons of of uh, great wealth uh, and feminine, you know, uh, all of these seasons, they're, they're meaningless and pointless as long as they remain under the sun, right? It's only when we attach ourselves to God uh, who's, you know, above all of this. Um, that's really where um, I believe um, the interesting uh, part of this, uh, for me, it just seems, it just kind of screaming out to me, you know, that, that the actions that we take, the experiences that we have, the, the suffering, the joy, it all, it's all meaningless in the sense that at some, some point in time, we're, we're gone. We're, we're, you know, we die, our bones, our body, you know, turns to dust. Uh, so you know, the seasons of life are, are, are not really meant for us per se. Uh, I think the seasons of life that we experience are more for uh, our relationship with others and our relationship with God and how, how we use that time, how we use those seasons, how we use, you know, the challenges, the heartache, the, the loss, you know, that, you know, that we, you know, we were just hearing about you know, uh, how do we use that? How do we use it to um, touch other people to grow in our understanding of God and understanding of our faith and what do we believe in? There's a, a concept that, that I really, over the past year, really grappled with, and that's the concept of unnecessary suffering. And, uh, you know, with unnecessary suffering, the, the idea is, is that, you know, stuff happens, bad stuff happens uh, to us. Um, and a lot of times we resist it. Uh, we fight against it. We push against it. We, we deny its existence. We deny its impact. We deny its magnitude, uh, on our life. And, um, and that creates suffering in our lives because here we are, we're spending energy and time and focus trying to push away the truth, trying to push away something that is, is just a reality. And, uh, you know, acceptance, acceptance of the season is so important um, to eliminating uh, and reducing, right, unnecessary suffering. You know, so when you are in that season of pain and that season of loss, when you have loved ones that pass, when you have pets that pass or jobs that are lost, um, you know, those seasons are there uh, to connect you to God. Uh, and that's the value of it. That, and, and to me, when I read that scripture about the seasons, when I read about the time of when they come and go, it's not for the, it's not, it's not random in happenstance. Um, it's not for, and it's, and it, it you know, if, if looked at, um, as a way to connect to God, then it's not meaningless either. Um, uh, it gives us a chance to really take the experiences that we've had, the seasons of life that we've experienced, the good and the bad, and really turn them uh, to God and turn them to uh, a way for us to grow, mature, uh, and connect. So that's it. That I mean, that, that's all I'm, I got for today. As awesome. always, the uh, uh, you're very articulate. Uh, you're you're a deep thinker, and I. Uh, 
I appreciate you bringing it, bringing the context in, because that is that is definitely actually very important, especially for this book, because that's um, he's he's bringing in that point of time as one piece of this that really is, <laughs> you know, doesn't, you know, it what, what is it? It's all futile. Is that were those the words? It's you know, it's um, right. Yeah, um, and. Uh, I should have grabbed my other Bible. It broke it out really nice on, um, you know, because throughout this whole chapter, uh, time is just one of a list of different things that he's wrestling with in this chapter. So, um, yes, beautifully said. Thank you so much for bringing that context in. It's awesome. I I have a point for Kevin here. Um, You know, you probably know some farmers and, and, um, You've been around farmers, Kevin, if I if I remember. Uh, and um, one of the things that we talk about these seasons, you know, farmers during January and February, um, can they uh, can, can they plant crops uh, in January and February or where you live, Kev? Uh, well, where I'm at, uh, the time for January and February, it's working on your equipment, getting ready to plant but not, not planting itself. Right. Exactly. So even though usually people think of farmers being people who plant things and grow things and all that kind of stuff, when it comes to January and February in certain areas, that season, you can't be in the fields working and doing things of that nature. You have to be doing other things and to help so that when May and June and even April come around, uh, you can be out there planting and it's that season that you can still be working on something. You still can be doing something. You're not going to sit around and they don't twiddle their thumbs in January and February. Do they, Kevin? They, they don't. (laughs) Maybe, maybe when it's like 10 below zero or something like that, (laughs) that that one day you're probably taking off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a but, day off. Yeah, but you're right. It's 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 a busy, you know, farming is a something that you're busy all around. It's every season has its own purpose, right? You're, there's seasons for growing, there's seasons for harvesting, right? There's seasons in the winter, even in the wintertime, right? You're still preparing your equipment, you're getting things ready, you're planning, you know, you're doing your books, you know, financial books and getting all of that set up. Uh, so, yeah, there is always work to be done for sure. Yeah. And I think that's the same for all of us just in our own lives. You know, there's always something that can be done. Right. And and truth is, is that you, you know, building off your point, right. You get, if you get stagnant, um, you know, then, uh, then, you know, you fall behind. Uh, It's not only it's, it's, it's necessary. It's not, it's not really like, Oh, I could or couldn't it's, it's necessary. Uh, in the case of your example, if they're not working in January and February, even when it's cold outside and ugly, um, th- they're not going to be ready when when the next season arrives. Right. So even if you took a day and just prayed and got into the Bible and just prayed all day. So you took a day and waited, but you're doing something eventful for when all of a sudden everything turns for you. So. Yeah, there the 
you know, one of, so I'm single, I'm, I'm divorced. And, you know, one of the things that I always, I thought was really good advice that someone gave me, you know, was this idea of if you want to have a partner in life um, and you really want to have that, that level of, of relationship um, you really have two choices. You know, you can, you can sit around and wait for that person, right? You can, you can kind of just hope that they fall into your lap. Or you can, you know, basically become the type of person that would attract that person that you're interested in, right? You, and, and so the season in the case of single life, you know, the season of being alone is really the se- a season of preparation. Um, it's a season where you're, 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 you're working on growing the characteristics of the person that you want to become, the person that really would honor and, 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 uh, uh, really supply, right. A, a good partnership, uh, to the person that you really want. So when the season of partnership comes right now, you're ready, you're prepared, you're, you're, you're in it. Um, you're, you know, you're ready to go. You've done, you've done the work you've, you've, you've developed what you need to develop. Uh, so, um, so yeah, these, the point that you're making, I think is, is wonderful. You know, seasons, they, 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 they ebb and flow, uh, but they also um, kind of fold into each other. You know, the, w- what you do in one season prepares you uh, for the next. And, and I would add that there's masculine activity and there's feminine activity. And that's just a, a, a different phraseology to this because there's, um, you know, there's action where we're like that you can actually see like results and you're doing things and like, you can see stuff, but there's, but resting, you know, that's all over the Bible is a very important part of it's an activity, but it's a more of a feminine, a different, um, I've heard the term, I've, these are terms I've heard masculine and feminine and as, as a way to describe, you know, they're both very extremely valuable, but they have different angle to them. So the feminine is, you know, the, you know, taking some time to rejuvenate yourself or, uh, taking time for rest, whatever that means for you, or the waiting period of just being okay with that. And it's okay. Um, cause that's, that's a very active stance is knowing that you are standing strong in your position. Um, even though you're not actively doing these like very specific physical things. Um, does that make sense? I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but no, that makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Resting, resting is just a different kind of work. That's exactly. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Love this discussion. You guys are awesome. We've got Bill up next. You've got the floor, Bill. Take it away. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, very uh, great uh, perspective so far. I really appreciate all of your inputs. You know, I think about how whether no matter what season we're going through that and whether we believe it or know it or not, uh, God is always through and carrying us uh, through each season. And particularly like, uh, you know, there's a a time to rest, like the last, uh, well, until two years ago, pretty much, uh, there was a eight year period of time where, 
you know, I had no opportunities. And uh, I mean, I guess I was supposed to rest because I was diagnosed with bipolar. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's a, a, a time to try because the doctors make you guinea pigs and try this, try that until they find something that works for you. And, um, you know, I didn't know if I was ever going to get the right medicine and uh, if I was ever going to leave a normal life or if the you know, Holy Spirit was going to keep going wild on me. Um, you know, I had, <laughs> you know, I had no idea because, I mean, when I would have a mania or a uh, session, uh, you know, there was really nothing I could do to stop it. And uh, that's what the doctors call it, mania session. I call it the Holy Spirit running wild. But, um, and then came along Latuda. And, you know, God basically said there's a time to be restored. And, uh, you know, it, it, it worked. I didn't have thoughts of wanting to hurt myself or, um, you know, uh, the, I started smoking weed again a lot. And, uh, I helped with the depression and anxiety. And uh, I've now been hospital free for seven years. And, uh, you know, I still go to the doctor. Don't get me wrong. And, uh, you know, they evaluate me and I get checkups. And uh, but I mean, I'm living a normal life. Uh, I don't have to be. Uh, uh, quarantined and uh, like St. Joseph and Elgin, they call it level seven. It's the uh, <laughs> highest level of craziness, I guess. I've been there a couple of times. And <laughs> um, I'm, and looking back, I'm just so appreciative that, um, you know, uh, God led me to the right medicine to be able to uh, at least restore my normal sleep, uh, normal sleep. Uh, I'm saying it wrong. Anyway, uh, to be normal again and, um, um, you know, not freak people out. Uh, you know, I never really uh, was wanting to hurt people, but I was wanting to spread the message and the news and, um, you know, that God's real. Jesus is real. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, I was pretty intense and, uh, you know, I actually lost a couple friends over, you know, that I knew for like 20 years. Um, and even my uncle, my uncle, uh, um, uh, who I had a pretty decent relationship with until I went bipolar, uh, you know, pretty much, I mean, I think I've talked to him, I don't know, five times in, you know, 13 years and, uh, I love him and he's nice and he has a great relationship with my brothers, but he has just kind of turned his back to me. And, you know, so there's a, you know, a time to separate, and, uh. You know, I, I don't know when me and my uncle will get on the same page again, but my brother kind of broke the ice last time we went and talked to him. And, you know, I asked him a, a pretty hard question and uh, he said it made my uncle think. And, um, you know, uh, he responded to my brother with a uh, um, positive outlook. So maybe I'll get restored there. And, um, and in business, when you plant a seed, guys, you never know when that seed is going to sprout. You could have talked to somebody two years ago and out of the blue, they call you. That's God saying it's time to reap the harvest. <laughs> you know, you got to plant and you got to harvest. So uh, I just say uh, be steadfast in your faith. Uh, know that there's all kinds of seasons that you're going to go through. And some you'll feel that you're walking alone, but uh, the Lord is really with you and he's holding you up. And when you can't hold yourself up and. Uh, you know, when you're battling, uh, just put on the armor and uh, be like David and stand over Goliath in victory. That's all I got to say. Beautifully said. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. That's awesome.
That's awesome. As you were talking, it, uh, it just reminded me that, you know, I, I say this all the time because I'm, I'm big into fitness and, um, just be thankful for health. Like when you are healthy, when you're having, you know, if you can squat down and touch the floor or, uh, you know, use your left arm, uh, freely without pain. I mean, like, uh, you know, just be thankful for what's working in your body. Um, cause when you are, uh, you know, fall ill, um, you know, flu or whatever, you know, broken bones or what, you know, whatever kind of bad health, you know, hits you, um, you know, you need the bad sometimes to <laughs> appreciate the good because we take it for granted that we can breathe air freely, you know, mm-hmm. until we have some illness that like takes our breath away. Um, so the good and the bad, um, it, it's another reminder of, you know, just be thankful for everything there. You can always find goodness anywhere. Cause when you're on your deathbed physically, like, uh, you know, it, it just by focusing on what is working, like, Oh, my pinky moves today. Yay. <laughs> and, and just focusing on what is good. Is, that's how you pull out of some of that stuff. So yeah. Thank you, Bill. That's mm-hmm. what you reminded me of. No, oh, you're welcome. And, uh, real quick, I got one more tidbit for you guys. Uh, you know, I drive the, uh, South Elgin all the time. And, uh, I actually uh, came up with this when I was in Tennessee, but everybody knows the uh, company called uh, Sitco Gas. You guys familiar with that company? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And its logo is uh, C-I-T-G-O. And that stands for Christ is the God over all. (laughs) Yay. And it's a pyramid, their logo, too. Interesting. That's what I came up with. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, so good. just another little tidbit. I'm preparing my notes. Get ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's hear your story, Ange. Awesome. Well, for me, um, you know, human, it, 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 it's all so simple, you know, based on everything we all talked about today. I, I'm still standing strong on that. It's all so simple. And humans just take life too seriously. And um you know, why is it we go to movies and we know, we know how the movie is going to end. Everything always works out for good, but we need the drama. We, we go, we pay money to sit in the seats and watch people, you know, you'll know, have these horrible things happen to them. And then of course in movies, they make everything bigger and bolder, you know, but we it, we're as humans, we're drawn to that. That's why we're here to live, to experience the highs, the lows. That's what makes us human. And when we're in it, we forget that. Um, and, and here's an interesting perspective that I've been pondering with this year is, um, you know, it, you know, is, is this, are we all just actors here? Like if think about it, if we, um, what is, what is our role here? You know, if, if God is love and, you know, we're just here to spread joy and love, then, put that hat on, put that armor on, just walk in the world with love and act your way through it. Like if you're an actor portraying a part that is, you know, like someone who's, you know, having, you know, just having life horrible to them in this movie. And if you're the actor playing that role, you are thrilled to be playing that role. You know what I'm talking about? 
you are thrilled to be in this movie and you know you're homeless and you're getting beat up or and whatever's happening to you. You you as an actor, you are thrilled to have that role because you know at the end of it, you can just take that role off and you know, just walk around and you know, what, who else do you want to be? Like, you know, be yourself. And what is that? I mean, we have the power to create that. Who are we? And um Stop me if I'm getting way off base on you guys, but that's how I see it is humans take life too seriously. And that's right here in Ecclesiastes. It's all futile. So why don't we just all put our acting suits on and just, and, uh, you know, just go at life and create and explore and, and, uh, you know, you know, move in the face of fear because, we're human. That's what we're here for, for the experience. Because if we took all that drama out, oh, that'd be real exciting. <laughs> That's how I see it. Um, and, you know, and it's interesting. I, I'm going to reflect on this story again with the gazelles and the lions. Um, I don't know if I've, I think I shared this with you guys before. You know, when, you know, a, a pack of, I don't know if it's a pack of gazelles. I don't know, herd of gazelles, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, they're living life and, you know, the lion's chasing them. And, you know, that's just what they do. That, that That's just life. You know, lions chase, gazelles live and run from lions. That's just life. That's the acting that they do on this planet. And and then when the lion grabs one of them and takes them down, then, uh they, this is actually, I, this is actually how it works out there in the wild. Apparently I've told, I've been told, I have not really, I've not researched this firsthand, but I'm told that the entire herd of gazelles stop and they watch their friend get ripped apart because it's just what happens out there. Cause they know, you know, the lions are getting, you know, they're eating their friends. So they're fine now. And it's just what happens. And, you know, it's, I'd love to, I, I'm going to stop here. I, I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking right now. Cause I know I, I went off on a really interesting tangent <laughs> rogue. Like, like Kevin said, <laughs> little rogue in my thinking on this, go for it. You guys, somebody. When uh, you mentioned that the gazelles stop and watch their friend get torn apart, you know, like when we at humans, like there's an accident on the highway, how long is the gapers delay? <laughs> ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> You know, yes, <laughs> because I mean, we uh, want to see how the car looked. Is there any injuries? Is there blood on? The <laughs> uh, we are fascinated by that for some reason, and it's a reminder to us uh, that when the lion's chasing you, or you're driving too fast and you lose control, uh, you know that's what's going to happen to you. And uh, I think the gazelle stop, and they, they're paying homage to their friend and. Uh, kind of give them a salute saying goodbye. But they're also watching what the lion does because they're like, when he chases me, that's not going to happen to me. I'm going to yeah. outrun the lion. I'm going to, you know, outrun the devil. And I'm going to, you know, uh, use all my strength and energy for God. So, and Jesus. And, you know, I uh, I was just thinking about that. That's all I got. Yeah, that's a good point. Bill. That's good. That's really good. Go for yeah. it, MJ. Well, of course, I was going to come in with something like, uh, you know, in the last movie I was in, I, I played the role of the elevator operator. I brought some people up and I brought some people down. That's what I did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Uh, hey, hey, Mike, don't worry. I can say the same thing. I'm sure I brought some people up and I brought some people down. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, like Angie says, it's so simple. Just stop taking yourself so seriously. Just hang yeah. on to God. He's got you. He'll get you through it. It's all so futile. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We all it, know where we all know where we're going. It's a beautiful place, right, Bill? Oh, it is. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, the I mean, I only got to see the gate. That's all I remembered. Um, but the gate was so majestic. It was like one of the most beautiful structures and magnificent structure uh, that I ever saw in my life. And uh, as soon as we crossed over the threshold, I was, you know, in God's throne room. So. Uh, I wish I would have been able to like see the city and the architecture and, um, you know, just uh, the the streets and the people and what they were doing. But I didn't get any of that this time. That's for next time. <laughs> and but, but uh, huh? you didn't want to come home, though, did you? No, I didn't. I was ready to stay. But uh, like I always say, God wasn't ready to start the party yet. So. <clears throat> Yeah, I had to, I had to leave and go home. You had to come back for a podcast. Yeah, I, I you know, I was thinking about that. And I was like, um, I really don't go to church, guys, because most of them kick me out. Okay, and uh, you know, because if I'm in church and the Holy Spirit's going wild, and you know, I hear something I don't like, I speak my mind, and um, you know, um, most people don't like when you oppose them or challenge them. And that's natural. However, it does happen in life and business and your marriage and your friendships. Uh, there are going to be challenging times that come up and uh, you have to be able to uh, uh, defend your ground and uh, hopefully overcome them or agree to disagree and still be friends. And, sounds, like a se- sounds like a season, doesn't it, Bill? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, so, I mean, I've been thirsty. Okay, I've been thirsting for uh, to be able to reach out to people and uh, tell them about God and Jesus and the Bible and my experiences. And uh, and uh, you and Angie have been in my life for like 30 something years, I think now. And uh, I'm so thankful that uh, you got me involved and I have a a place to pour my spiritual uh, intellect and attitude uh, out. And uh, so I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Let me be part of this. And uh, it's really uh, uh, a joyous and uh, happy time for me. But I do hate getting up early. <laughs> hey, it's all right. We uh, it, it's what, time. It's all futile, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I can sleep when it's over. So don't worry. I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, well, let's wrap this up. The um, just like. It, just like um, when, when we're at the movies, we know how it's going to end. You know, we know we're going to be in in the arms of Jesus and it's going to be beautiful. Um, but here we are on planet Earth, you know, doing our acting out our parts and and uh, creating that drama. So I just challenge you all to have fun while you're doing it. Live your life with joy. Um, live your life with joy. Stay focused on God. You know, be grateful for what is working. And give no attention to what's not working because it's all futile anyway. And um, all God's children said. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen.
<laughs> you guys are awesome. Thanks for joining us today. Have a fantastic day. So if something's being said during this podcast, it's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now. Just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership, and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com, and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ, and God bless you. Have a great week.